Hello, everyone, and welcome to issue number 149 of the Bad Hair Funky Podcast. Whoa! Woo! This week, we are ending. What was that, Casey? <laughs> it was, it was I adorable. I figured I would I would be the runt of the litter for all the, 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 the those Ever see those videos of like little Siberian Huskies trying to awoo for the first time? Yeah. Yeah. Yes! That's, That's what, what it was. That was. Oh. That's what oh. it was. Uh... <laughs> This week, we are ending that 14-year wait as we dive into Pixar's latest movie, The Incredibles 2. Yeah. The wonderful world of Metroville opens up as we continue. No. Is that Metroville? No, dude. That's Megamind. Oh, I don't know then. The wonderful <laughs> world of The Incredibles uh, opens up as we continue pretty much right where we left off from the first movie. But before we talk about any of that, let's see who's joining us this evening. We have TV's Casey. Hey! Jay's Mac. Is there anything on my face? I just sneezed. Yes. Good? Cool. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> this is Thing there. Uh, the Bacardi himself, Sergio. Ooh, welcome, everybody, to the best damn podcast in the world. Thank you, everyone, who's been listening on iHeartRadio, on Apple Podcasts, on everywhere you can listen to a podcast on this planet. We do this podcast each and every week. And oh, until further notice, uh, <laughs> unless some crazy things happen, like we get transported to an incredible world of the Incredibles. Uh, thank everybody who's been listening, who's been uh, following us and all of our stuff and things on our Twitters or Instagrams and tuning in live on twitch.tv slash Funky. Hmm, indeed. And I'm your host for the evening, Booster Greg. Now that we've gotten all that business out of the way, and before we even think about jumping into the world of not Metroville, gentlemen, what happened this week? All right. So uh, Star Wars had some news that's been debunked. So apparently it came out that, uh, well, apparently it came out. Uh, through Collider, that the Star Wars anthology movies were going to be put on uh, permanent hiatus, meaning they might have been looking at uh, the numbers that came out of the Solo movie and thought, ooh, those don't look so good. Even Let's... though it's like $400 million. Yeah, but but its opening weekend <laughs> did not do that good compared to the other Star Wars movies. Yes. And 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 uh, they really go off of those numbers for some odd, strange reason. It eventually did well, as a Star Wars movie would and should, but nobody asked for that movie, and the critics were pretty nice to the movie. Um, I know I enjoyed it, but at the same time, didn't need it, wasn't necessary. So uh, I, I everyone's assuming they were looking at that. Uh, there's no word. There was no word from uh, Disney or Lucasfilm until now, where they're saying that uh, there are no plans to cancel any of the Star Wars movies that are in development. We're talking about the Boba Fett movie that's coming up, and uh, apparently there are people uh, talking about and making the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, according to uh, Collider. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I, think, I think it's Disney uh, kind of doing damage control. Because uh, the people at Collider are pretty pretty credible. Like they have access to certain things. Every every like whenever there's a premiere, they're automatically there. They're on the red carpet. They're talking to people. They have they all have friends within the industry, which is why sometimes their show seems a bit sterile because they don't want to upset anybody that they'll actually run into. Um, as mm. much as I as much as I in, enjoy Collider, sometimes like you, they definitely hold back on what they want to say because they're going to see these people. Um, unlike us, back in we give you everything we actually fucking think about, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and sometimes it's like I, I understand it because that's how you have to play a ball with the industry if you want to be invited to events and if you want to be put on lists. But sometimes it's annoying because you wanna you wanna hear what they actually think. 
because right. they do this thing professionally, like us, a bad character monkey. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so so they're the ones who uh, reported it. They were very careful in how they broke it, and a lot of different outlets were taking the word of Collider and citing them as a source of these movies being put on hiatus. And Disney coming out saying, "Hey, we don't know where this came from. Uh, we're not. These are not on hiatus. They're still coming. We're just." Uh, going to go with the um, with, with the, the last of the new trilogy, and then we're going to see what what goes on. So they were focusing on uh, the next uh, episode of Star Wars, and then seeing what they're going to do. You know, because a lot of people were saying, "Well, the the failure of Solo was because uh, you know Star Wars usually takes time to come out, and they kind of just brought brought another movie out, kind of like a Marvel movie, and that's what contributed to it." I'm like, "No, not really. Yeah, I mean, that could be it. a deciding factor. It was just the, the movie itself. No one really needed or wanted a Solo movie. Let's let's stop going with the characters we already know, and let's mm-hmm. let's go into characters we don't know and places we don't know. This is this a huge universe of Star Wars. You know, uh, I mean, our professionally per, professionally and personally would love to see. Uh, personally the, and professionally, personally prefer, and professionally, I saved prefer. it. Uh, <laughs> we would like to see the old Republic stuff because I mean, like, that's that's a whole other time in Star Wars. It, it can have nothing to do with any Skywalkers whatsoever. Uh, you still have the Force, you still have lightsabers, but but you have more of the Sith, you have more of the Jedi at the peak of their powers, so you, you have a bigger story. And there's so many different stories coming out of the old old Republic. You have uh, the Rule of Two, which which was created back back in the day. You could do, even do a story of maybe the first Jedi. Um, how the Republic came about. Um, even even look at the the incredible cinematics for the uh, the MMO Star Wars: The Old Republic. They have stories within them. I mean, look at the inter- the Eternal Empire cinematics. Those those alone make incredible movies. Where where it's its own empire outside of uh, the the empire that we know, and and the rebellion. Um, and, and, they, and they just go after everyone because they want to be the power in the galaxy. It's a story of this father who is eternal. is kind of like a, like a time vampire. Uh, and uh, he kind of puts himself into a new body. And he's, he's, he's forever. It's called, called the Eternal Empire. He has uh, these, these two sons and a daughter. Um, and he trains them in, in the ways. And he's really harsh on them. And like the, the cinematics are amazing. So, so they, they can go that route too. So I think Solo suffered from just uh, it being a movie we, we didn't want because it didn't have Harrison Ford in it. And uh, yeah, Disney's just looking at, hey, we're just going to look at the next episode for, for this trilogy. And then we're going to look to what's what's coming up next. What, what do you guys think? I don't know. It's, it's very interesting. Hey. Hands up if your enthusiasm for Star Wars has been killed since The Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, okay. kind of. Uh, a, a little bit, yeah. It hasn't <laughs> kinda. been totally, totally uh, six feet under, but it, it's definitely been ruined. Yeah. It's been sullied. I think it's funny that they were like, we never said that the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie was never, ma- never in production, so therefore it is never technically canceled. It's just like, yeah. yeah, sure, technically. Ah, like, so wise. Come on, come on. <laughs> so wise. Um, I don't know. Like in, in the day and age where like rumors and stuff can get taken um, for more than what they're worth, and especially in an age where we're getting misled a lot through trailers and stuff, so nothing gets spoiled. Like it's hard to believe what anyone says. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm just gonna keep it keep an open mind until I actually get the next Star Wars movie, and then just take it at that point. Um, I think that's how I am too, Greg. Yeah, just gonna go see them. Yeah, just go see. I'm pretty okay with like, like he said, the last Jedi kind of ruined a lot of it for me. So, what does that have to say? Just like that. 
Uh, and another news, in case he doesn't know what he's talking about, as Metroville is actually what it, the city's called in Incredibles 2, and Metro uh, see, City... If you didn't look it up, you ruined my setup for a joke later in this uh-huh, podcast. Uh-huh, but uh, of course I looked it up. And moving right along. And moving, speaking of things, moving right along. Casey. Casey's wrong. Moving right along. One thing he's not wrong about yeah. is that the Steam Summer Sale is back. Wow. Yeah. Uh, which is really the only time you should be buying games, unless you're the kind of person who buys them day one, because there are too <laughs> many savings to let go. I don't know about you, gentlemen, but things I have got this year. Uh, a bunch of Witcher 3 DLC, which I missed out on the first time I bought the game. Uh, a game called Deadly Tower of Monsters, which I have had my eye on for a while. Nice. Uh, and that's it so far. But I have been eyeing all of the Lego Batman games to really fully complete my Lego superhero collection on Steam. Nice. Nothing has gotten cheap enough for me yet. Like, like it, I have maybe 20 things on my wish list, and I got an email saying 16 of my things of uh, that are on my wish list are on sale, and none of them are as low as I want them to be. So uh, this this year I'm going to be, I think, pausing, and I'm going to be just holding off. Yeah, I think that this year is a little bit underwhelming. Um, yeah. Like, we've seen games go for, you know, crazy low, and they were like AAA titles, like, you know, what? maybe nine months ago and stuff like that and i'm like oh great like i'm gonna i'm gonna snag this up now i see that library building and i'm just like i'm not touching any of these games <laughs> like what I, always happens like steam summer so comes along buy all the games play another yeah i have what you do is you just like you just scroll through your library and you're like uh. yeah i mean i have god of war that i still haven't played yet guys Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's what you got to play next. No, there's yeah. this game called Overwatch and Diablo that I play. This, this is game called Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, this is game called Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> Boy. Oh, such a creature habit. No, yeah, I don't know. There's nothing out there that's like, oh, crap. Like, that's exactly what I want. Now, there are some games that I bought, like Nino Kuni 2, that hey. are, like, half off. And I'm like, mm, I guess I could have, you know, purchased it now instead of, what, four months ago? When it came out. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's on there too. Like the only thing I might get is um, Walking Dead: New Frontier. Maybe it's pretty cheap, but I don't know. So far, so underwhelming. And think, speaking of things that are going to sound over underwhelming, but I promise you, it's going to be a, it's a really really funny thing. Uh, Minecraft, which will be on the Switch, uh, will be able to play with Xbox players. Um, and the reason why I'm bringing that up is because they released an advertisement that is literally rubbing the Fortnite debacle in Sony's face. The advertisement is a box or a square, it's a square, it's a pixel. Half of it's green, the other half is red. And it says, uh, like, uh, you can play, one side says something about Xbox, the other side says, what's up, Sony? And it's just like, yo, real, like, already? Like they're fast on that, um, yep. which is just like more flack from what we talked about last year or last year, last week, where Fortnite players on PlayStation can't play with anyone else, can't log in with any, on any other device except for a PC and mobile. And that's it. And they were really mums the word on that for very for like at least two or three days. And then the um, an old CEO or an old something over at Sony Online Entertainment said, yeah, it's literally all money. That's all this is, is money. They just want oh. more money. <laughs> Um, so now like Microsoft, who's been the underdog of this console race, like I'm not even gonna say arguably has been, um, oh, yeah. 
is yeah, now taking full advantage of it to try to pull ahead and kind of become that like people's champion again. So this this new advertisement was actually really funny and I, I super appreciated it. So I wanted to share it with the rest of the world. Xbox um, has had its uh, time uh, spotlight for maybe an hour and a half and that's all they're going to get. Xbox, well, otherwise, Xbox 360 like otherwise killed trash. it last generation. Oh. <laughs> for, for sure. They like Xbox 360 was like it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they got full of themselves. Yep. Uh, Jason, what do you got? So I have uh, news from AMC MoviePass uh, revealed. It's going to be called the Stubbs A-List. It is going to be a $20 a month subscription. Um, and this will actually give you three movies per week. Um, more like more so than what you, what is it? A movie a month from the actual movie pass itself. And it's going to be like $12 more. Uh, the great part about this though, is that you can actually see any style movie that you want. You can see it in 3d IMAX all for that price. Uh, and also your movies get to carry over as well. So if you don't see three movies that week, then you have six movies the following week as well. We've got rollover movie minutes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, So many movies. And the way I see uh, this is, this is attractive to me because I do see about one to two movies a month, uh, a single ticket for, IMAX is about $20 anyway, or if you're seeing it in 3D, you're going to be spending almost $20 unless you're doing AMC's uh, Tuesday $5 or $10, whatever it is. Uh, But this is good. And then if you you happen to buy a ticket with with A-List, you can actually go ahead and buy another ticket for that same theater uh, for like eight bucks or something like that. So you get your one ticket and then you can add an additional ticket for eight bucks. So seems pretty good yeah yeah um you don't need a physical card at all and what is it they get access to stubs premiere uh which is their top tier loyalty program so you see people racking up points for movies that are free later on or you can use that for concessions and stuff like that too so it it is an upgrade it is a higher cost but i think it's going to be worth it if people are already paying for the uh the movie pass uh so the last thing we're going to kind of talk about uh tonight uh, it's a PlayStation Hits collection, which uh, was just announced, I think, the other day. Um, they're going to be uh, 20 bucks per game, and they're going to be some of the top-rated games that are being re-released. You'll see them. They'll be in a red box, uh, kind of like in the last uh, PlayStation 3 cycle. They did almost the same exact thing. Uh, they'll also have a red label um, separating the PS4 header from the box art that says... Uh, PlayStation hits uh, the games that you'll be able to pick up with with this new lower price: Uncharted 4, Bloodborne, Doom, Infamous Second Son, Killzone, Shadowfall, Little Big Planet 3, Metal Gear Solid 5, Ratchet and Clank, Last of Us, and there's a bunch more. But those are the ones that just like stood out to me. So if you missed any of those at any point, then definitely, definitely, um, now's your time to pick it up. Uh, and make sure if you're uh, one of the Best Buy rewards members or whatever, the, the gamers unlocked to pick these up while you can because they're not going to continue that program. So really, you can get these $20 games for $14 bucks if, you act, if you act now. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of acting now, Casey, bring us into what we're here for. Well, folks, uh, The Incredibles 2 is here after 14 years of waiting. And I don't know about you guys, but at my theater, the first thing that they did was they did sort of a little teaser retrospective. They're like, thank you for waiting. Yeah. 
It was so good. Mm-hmm. And Samuel L. Jackson's like, fuck you. I'm glad you're here. But make sure you thank Pixar for making this shit happen. And I'm like, all right. Okay. <laughs> it's G-rated, but okay. Okay. Uh, oh, you know what? I wanted to talk real quick about the little bow short beforehand. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. That was so good. It, <laughs> I was sitting, and, I, and as soon as she took a bite and the baby bow started screaming, I was like, everybody, ah! Everybody in the theater lost their shit. You know, if this movie didn't give you that heartfelt, weepy tears in your eye touchstone that you expect from Pixar movies, the short absolutely did. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm yeah. glad that I had those 3D glasses on so I could fucking hide the fact that I had tears coming out of my face for it, you know? Uh, don't <laughs> don't tell anybody. It's, it is funny. Uh, Serge, Dave, and I went to go see the movie not in 3D, but one of the previews that they showed us was in 3D. Yeah, that was everyone's like, yeah, everyone's like, what is going on? I was like, is somebody jump up in the Apple box? Like, yeah. dude, this is not the hell. Because it was in IMAX, so I guess they're like, all right, roll it. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking do it. Who cares? Yeah. Um, dude, that, that like, at first it was, like, kind of creepy that it was, like, this little, like, ball of food and then it became a kid and everything. I'm like, what is, what is this? Where's the husband and all this? What's going on? I know he's working, but he's got to sleep at some point. Like, what's going on? <laughs> and then leading up to the point where like she just eats the baby and i was at that point i was like I was what like, ah! the fuck is someone over there's lost their mind at pixar that's it brad bird has officially flown the coop he's lost <laughs> what his is happening he's a bloody madman folks he, he's a madman he's going for one flew over the cuckoo's nest and that that's, <laughs> that's what we're at um and then like you know it reveals that later that she was just yeah. missing her actual son who looked identical to the food baby uh, and it was, it was <laughs> food baby, food baby, <laughs> baby bow, baby bow, and uh, yeah, no, it was, it was it was very well done. Not my favorite uh, Pixar short, but it was very very well done. Yeah, certainly a good one. As for the main movie proper, we pick up literally mm-hmm. where we left off mm-hmm. at the end of the Incredibles with ba-da, the Underminer planning this really big bank heist where he digs underground and he just steals the entire building and vacuums up all the cash. Um, I love how cartoony it is, too. Just vacuuming up all the cash. Yeah, but the plot ultimately follows a sort of similar thing. Superheroes are still outlawed, uh, but now they're trying to get into a public advocacy program to sort of change the public tide, which then will change the laws. So Elastigirl is the first among the old Golden Age of Heroes to get picked and start out and saves a whole... um, monorail <coughs> event thing mm-hmm. but a new villain shows up on the scene in classic putting ads in newspapers throwing stuff on television screens just sort of inviting and, and hamming up the uh the menace called the screen slaver uh, and one thing leads to another Heroes going to be heroes. The kids get into the action. We get some nice side story stuff with Jack-Jack developing his powers. Um, and as always, Brad Bird killing it as Edna Mode, who is the best character in the entire franchise, mm-hmm. without question. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Supers come back into the limelight, which is the place it should always have been if you ask certain people who say the legal stuff in the first movie made zero sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been a while since I've seen the first movie. I I wish I had oh, watched I, it before. I, yeah, like I, I watched it the other day just to refresh myself. Yeah, yeah, still really good. I didn't it is. have to it's refresh really myself. I watched that movie about seven hundred times when I worked at a, a certain big box retailer. 
just on. It was stuck in a DVD player, so I watched it so many times. <laughs> there are so many things I forgot about. Like, I forgot that, like, right where it left off exactly. And the fact that, like, like I remember uh, the Underminer showing up, but I don't remember um, Violet's, like, boyfriend, that whole scenario. Just forgot yeah. about that. Uh, so I definitely. So did have. he. But it. So um, what was everyone's kind of expectations going into this movie? I thought it was going to be good because you got uh, Disney Pixar. Those movies have never disappointed me. I've never seen a bad Disney Pixar movie or what I'm just like, that was, well, Cars okay. Two. There we go. Cars I've never seen three. those. I've never, like I said, I've never, I've never Airplanes. seen one that's disappointed me. <laughs> so okay, I haven't okay, seen, okay, okay. I haven't seen Cars 2 or 3 or whatever the one they're on right now. Yeah. Where uh, Lightning Moon Queen was like flipping over like Ricky Bobby. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, had a good expectation good going in. Uh, I I was I was a bit skeptical because of the uh, of the the direction they were taking, putting uh, Mister Incredible in the way way back, and Elastigirl up front, only because at the end of the movie they came together as a family. But I fully understand like why they were doing it. So when I was going to the movie, I was just like, all right, let's see what you got. Let's see where this is going. Yeah. But uh, overall, it was uh, I think it was a good movie. It was really enjoyable. And going back and watching the first one, you see how animation has changed. Oh, I can like, imagine. Really, the suits oh my are God. so shiny. Yeah. It's, so I mean, shiny. Yeah, I'd rather be shiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, it, and it's crazy because if, if you watch the first movie now having seen this one, it looks like some kind of like weird indie movie. Like it doesn't look like big, big budget. It's looks odd. like a couple of kids at CalArts got together and made a movie. Yeah, wow. and like it, it, is, it doesn't flow as well as, as as this movie does. Like this movie is more together. The action was was really good. Uh, I did like the storyline that the and of course the animation. That it's like there are a bunch of times in here where I'm like, oh, you're showing off what you can do now, and I love it. It's great, yeah. you know. And you, and you got the same guy doing uh, doing the musical score, which I loved. Like he he amped it up for this movie. Like I love the musical score in this one. The, the big band, just the the blaring trumpets and trombones and the strings is just huge, huge. It's like ba da ba ba ba. Wow! Yeah, Sick. they got Michael Giancino back for this, right? Yeah, yeah, same guy. So yeah. he's so damn talented. Like I, I love every time the action was blaring up or even the somber scenes. Like it really put you into the movie. Uh, for me, I was super, not super anxious. I was like a little nervous, I guess I'd say, because I was like, eh, like, like Incredibles is, is one of my favorite Pixar movies, like period. Uh, and the fact that it took them 14 years to come up with this, like I knew they took their time and I knew they were, is going to, they were going to put their best effort in, but I kept on thinking about the movie Brave and how they put their be best Ooh. effort into that. And it was just boring. It wasn't bad. Mm. It was just boring and i fell asleep i thought it was fine that that movie's no tangled though if you're talking like modern well tangled's not pixar, disney stuff like brave is pixar is it yeah I'm, was it i'm pretty sure brave it's, is pixar it's i mean <laughs> i was never bored during she's brave. a disney princess yeah but so they're saying uh i guess you're right i thought it was i thought it was yeah i, I mean i was never bored during brave i thought it was no, a good movie you're right it's it's pixar it's pixar but it's, right? but it's still disney yeah so, yeah yeah, huh. yeah, it was Pixar. Ah, I knew it. I was right. See, Metroville, Brave. Listen, I need to stop doubting myself on this episode. I'm building up for this thing. It'll pay off. It's, I it's promise. All right, over. tonight's not about the two of you. It's already over. Uh, but anyway, so like, I, I kept on having those like feelings of like, what if it's just boring? What if it's like, what if e even worse? What if it's not bad? What if it's not good? What if, what if it's just fine? Yeah. And I was like, what am I gonna do with fine? Like, we can't even talk <laughs> about fine. 
I haven't waited 14 years for fine. <laughs> I haven't matured into adulthood for fine. The other thing, too, is Brad Bird doesn't make you wait 14 years for fine. Like, Yeah, that's I very I think true. that he had everybody's best interest in mind when he like wrote and directed this. You know what I mean? And he, he even said, too, that he wasn't going to make another Incredibles movie. Like, I don't know, 2008, 2009, like, people were pushing on him to, to do this back then, right? And he's yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. I, just, I don't know what to tell you. So I think that that's actually what... I was really excited about is that he actually opened his mind and said, okay, yeah, let's do it. And he probably got a huge, you know, briefcase of money to do it yeah. as well. <laughs> so that's probably a driving factor, but, um, this guy just loves doing things right. And I think that he also, he, he's done this, this movie right as well. Um, and in the sense where it was great, not just fine, you know, it was pretty huge shoes to fill. Yeah. Um, the Incredibles is one of my favorite movies of all time and it's, Certainly in my top five superhero films ever made. Oh, easy, yeah. Um, you know me. Yeah. I'm all about them. I mean, yeah, hell, sure. tonight. You, you have even... Batman v Superman. Number <laughs> one, I know. Yeah, uh, of course. Incredible. Followed shortly by uh, Steel. Steel. Uh, and X3. And then, and then soon after, coming soon, the Venom movie. Going to be uh, your favorite all time. And then, and then, and then, oh and then Spawn. And then Spawn. The, remake, the original Spawn. And then now the remake of Spawn. So that really fills out, you know, there you, go. you really get a sense of the kind of quality Casey's that's going top on choice. up here. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, listen, people have been saying for years this is one of the better superhero movies ever made. It's a good Fantastic Four movie compared to the three oh, hell mostly yeah. not oh, so hell great yeah. ones we've gotten. Um, which really it only works on the family front, but I'm not going to criticize this movie because I love it too much. Uh... It fulfilled every expectation I could have wanted in a sequel. It followed up directly from points made in the first movie. The characters had the continued growth and development that they had in the first film. Um, in spite of that, it takes some characters in a direction I didn't necessarily expect. Like, the first film, Mr. Incredible was so... You know, I wouldn't say obsessed, but he's, like, really motivated by the chance to be a hero again. Yeah. And when it's taken from him... For like a second, and they give his wife the spotlight. He goes almost insane, yeah. out of jealousy. It, but it's so it's so real, you know. Like he's just been given this chance at greatness for the first time in fifteen years, and it's just so suddenly taken away from him. And it's like you know what? No, we don't want you. You were the greatest, but your wife is much better for this sort of thing. And he's like, no, no, you don't understand. I just destroyed a giant robot. I uncovered a whole conspiracy. It's me. I'm the guy. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, but you're too expensive, yeah. and we can't insure you for that. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's, I, it's and it's just like amongst all the heroes, Elastigirl's like like the cleanest one. Like you guys have a lot of collateral damage. You know, like no offense, <laughs> Mister Incredible and Frozone, but uh, Elastigirl kind of kind of does a cleaner, and they're just like. Oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah, just like Casey said, he, he went insane for a minute, which which I, I don't think was any shade on his wife. It was just like he no. was he was expecting to, to, to come back into it because a lot of people were like, oh, wow, it's a lot of shade on his wife. I'm like, what? No. No. I don't, yeah, I, I, didn't I don't think see so. That. Yeah, there was, there was a moment where he was just like when she's like bragging over the phone and you just kind of feel bad for him because he's like, man, that should be me. But other than that, he kind of handles the whole stay at home dad thing you know, as best as anyone, like at least as I could expect him to do. I feel like it really hits a point for him when he realizes the government lied to him about his car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, God. It's like, what? He's like, what? They told me it was, what? My car. It's just so unexpected, too. Just completely emasculated, but like, we feel you, Mr. Incredible. We understand. So, 
picking up right where we left off 14 years ago, they gave us what 14 seconds into the future. Uh, do you think that was a good idea? Do you think like that whole kind of story just letting us roll with it? How do you guys feel about it? No, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just I'm fine with it. Like, I think that that's how I like a lot of movies to kind of pick up where they left off. You know what I mean? And the, with The Incredibles actually doing it, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, this is awesome. Um, yes. A lot of movies kind of leave you wanting that and you never get it. You know what I mean? You're like, well, what happened in between all this? Like, I, I, I deserve more. You guys owe me something. Owe me, give me something. You know, and it's like, no, like they actually handed it right to you. However, they did miss uh, a little bit towards the end or even maybe some stingers at the end where <clears throat> they don't find him. They lose him. You know, I'm talking about the underminer. Like they never mm -hmm. come back around to, mm -hmm. to get him. So that disappointed me just slightly. That's the only disappointment in the whole movie. I got to add. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like he just, he just, he, he was, he was at the end of the first movie. He came back and they're fighting him. And then like, oh, he got away and that's it. Yep. Like, wait, wait, what? Yeah. The other well, man is out there somewhere, like undermining <laughs> people. <laughs> I, 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 love, I love what he says. Like, uh, what is it? Like, uh, 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 like, nothing is below me. Like, I'm beneath you, but nothing is beneath me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You've been undermined. <laughs> so stupid, but it's great. What I originally wanted for this movie is I wanted it to jump forward the same amount of time yeah. that we have in real life. Me too. Um, where you've got... Violet and Dash as like your your premier superheroes leading the forefront of a new wave. You know, Jack Jack is now the new kid on the block who's got a real like wide array of powers and you know, you've got a mostly happily retired for real this time, Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl. Mm. Um and then you would just, you know, follow up on the legacy of it cuz that's really where I thought it was coming from. Um because Syndrome, the bad guy from the last movie is kind of a wannabe superhero who was robbed of being a legacy as a sidekick. Mm -hmm. um, and he was a great villain. Yeah, he he was. was. But that's not really, I guess now, thematically, that's not what the franchise is about. It's about the family staying and growing together and saving each other from all this sort of nonsense. Which, it's, it's fine. I mean, it totally worked as a movie, but my... What my thought going into this, I mean, if I wrote it or, you know, however you want to put it, would have been that sort of time jump, which would have prevented you from having to recast um, Dash, which yeah. I don't think I even noticed, I didn't to be notice honest either. with you. No, yeah. The kid, I, I the kid no sounded idea. just like him. Um, and Jack-Jack was all just sound bites for the first movie. Yeah. yeah. But you can, you can hear a little bit of, um, <laughs> you know... Mr. Incredible and oh, yeah. and Elastigirl's voice actresses. They're getting up there yeah, in are. the years. I I'm pretty sure Craig T. Nelson is pushing eighty now. Yeah, I think so. You it's a little weathered. it's it's weathered in the same way that uh James Earl Jones still doing Darth Vader sounds a little weathered. Yeah. Like it's yeah. still good and it's definitely recognizable as these characters, but there's just a little something. A little more tiredness in the voice. And it would have been fine if you say, Oh, you know, Mr. Incredible is now pushing 70. Yeah. You know, this makes sense, but eh, it's fine. I think it was fine for Mr. Incredible. I noticed it more with Elastigirl. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I think it's because, like, the, that actress is, uh, uh, she has kind of this, like, southern drawl, and you mm -hmm. heard it a lot more in this movie. Because when I went back to, to watch the first one, I didn't really hear it that much. In this one, I'm really hearing that, yeah. that, that, that southern drawl. You know, it's kind of like she's chewing on a piece of tobacco or something. Yeah. And she's got a little <laughs> so bit. 
It's like, well, bro, yes. got to get out there. You know. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? She's just like, <laughs> like she's in the booth, just like nodding off, just like slowly going back into her her, her southern accent. If she has or something. <laughs> but uh, that was bad. I mean, like I think they did a really good job. I didn't know that. Uh, um, what's his name? The Dash. The the, 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 the Dash was uh, until after until after moving. I looked it up. I'm like, oh wow, that kid that like, sounds really good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's because they hired a kid to voice a kid. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, instead of your typical Hollywood practice of getting a woman to voice a young boy. Exactly. Yeah. The fact that they got another kid and it sounds very similar. It it, it sounds like him. I mean, they did really, really good, did a really good job with that. I wonder how Listen, many kids they went. through. Disney Pixar voice casting, man, it's good. Yeah, it's good shit. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't really mind that it picked up where it left off. I mean, I, I did hear uh, an interesting concept of it being taken into the future, like for 14 years later, and they're older now. I thought that that'd be pretty cool, you know, ushering this this new era. I was like, oh wow, yeah. Like, I've, I've heard that uh, that argument, but I'm like, you know what? Like, it's about this family, and we've had the Simpsons for for how long, and they're still the same age. So I'm like, yeah. I, I kind of look at it like that. So yeah. I, I I think it was I think it was all right. I don't I don't I guess know. it would have been great if we got like a Pixar version of like the Kingdom Come story arc, but with Mr. Incredible instead of Superman. Give this man money for Incredibles three. That would be crazy. Uh, or I was at least hoping for like maybe like a, a cable nod where like Future Dash like runs so fast that he ends up in the past like helping <laughs> out and maybe, <laughs> maybe the Underminer is actually like this really gonna be this really big deal. Yeah, um, but yeah. I mean, I agree with with all of you, but like I didn't really notice it. That Jason brought up that the Underminers never shows back up, and now I'm like really disappointed because that would be a great shtick at the end of every Incredibles movie, no matter what. Yeah. It is, is the Underminers just robbing the same <laughs> goddamn bank? Get it undermined. <laughs> they could have done it as like a post credits too, yeah. especially in this environment we live in, where every superhero movie's got to have a post credits. Yeah. Like even Fox is getting on that now. Right. I was surprised that they didn't do one for this. That was very shocking to me. Yeah. It is almost an expectation for almost any movie now. I feel like I know why they didn't, though. It's because they gave us, they didn't give us anything within 14 years, right? Like, they're going to give us that little bit and just drive people crazy if they give them a little bit of a stinger, a little bit of illusion towards, hey, yeah, we're going to have a third one. And, like, hopefully they do have a third one. But, yeah, hopefully it's not 14 years from now. (laughs) I hope it is. No, don't say that. Don't don't give Bradford that. (laughs) Brad, take your time. Take, don't take your fucking Stuart time. Wright. You have two, three years <laughs> making up for the 14. We'll just shave it. We'll just average it out, and it'll be a nor- normal movie cycle. Oh, what? Apparently, there is one. What? Are you kidding Wait, me? Incredibles 3? No, no, no. They're at the very. I'm, I'm reading something. At the very end of the end titles, the Underminer's Mole Machine pops up and drives away. Really? What? They have him show up at the end of the movie anyway. I, apparently, I, I, I'm reading this. Shows shows that I'm not. Going I didn't. To. I didn't stay. I didn't stay through the whole credits because I figured. I mean, I looked online and it said there was nothing. I did too. I'm never doing that again. Oh man! No matter how much I have to pee. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, that's a that's a bummer. So well, that's good then. All right. Wish granted, or is this one of those like Berenstain Bernstein kind of things going on right now? Oh, <laughs> uh, your your version of the movie and your reality didn't have this post credits. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fucking Mandela effect. This movie like kind of continued to de- deal with the theme of and the classic theme for superheroes that like supers are criminals, they're vigilantes, they should be stopped. Um, what do you guys think? Hard disagree. Uh, it sometimes it's different, but in the first movie, when you see the flashback with Mister Incredible, he's straight up working with law enforcement. Yeah. 
Like he's talking and giving strategies to police. Yeah. So on some level, they're first of all, they're definitely um, maintained by the government. Mm-hmm. Like Mr. Fantastic, he, uh, oh, Mr. Incredible has he's got a nice car. He's got a nice house. You know, the he's got enough where he can afford the the, the tailor of the gods, mm-hmm. if you will. Because um, I'm assuming she didn't work pro bono all those years. S- somebody's getting money somewhere, and he's acting like it's it's not only his lifestyle, but it's his job to do this. Yeah. So if he's like an agent of the government, then yeah, he's got actual authority, and you know, he's less he's only a vigilante because the tides changed. Right. Right. It was never a gray area. It was. They're superheroes. They're under the purview of the government. They work with police and they stop weird fucking mime people from bombing buildings. Ah, yeah. It, it kind of makes you rethink Civil War. Right. It's just kind of like, why did you guys just do the thing? It worked for Mr. Incredible. Look at him. <laughs> right. He's got a sweet car. Yeah, in, in, 19, in 1947. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing is, like, I've, I'm kind of noticed about Incredibles is they don't really have those gray area heroes. They're all like golden age, goody two shoes. Like you don't really see like a Batman in there. Even the new, the, the new generation of heroes that we see in this movie, they're all very clean cut. Yeah. Yep. Nice people. Yeah. Is it? So I wonder like if we'll ever see one of those in in the incredible universe where it's just like Batman, like they have to get some like, rival actor that like is from craig t nelson's past like what's the other guy's name from coach get him get him in there no 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 you know you get get the uh the guy from major dad who was also in like the a-team major god um oh jesus forget his name now uh gerald mcraney get him about major dad in forever that's a great show Yeah, I mean that's another great idea for the next movie is that you have the the new generation of heroes is getting too dark. Yeah, it's just yeah, and you and you need to have you know your cl- classically valued heroes to come in and save the day. It's a little cliche, but I mean, there's your Kingdom Come story, yeah, Greg. There it is. Boom. That's it. That's it. That is it. Uh, yeah. Um, what did this? What did Incredibles two um get right for you? Like, there's like there's one moment in this movie where you just like you just you guys fucking crushed it. What was it? Well, you know what I liked a lot is that they didn't actually cater to like current times at all, right? They kept mm-hmm. it in that like kind of golden age era. Um, I think that a lot of movies will kind of give you hints and give you like, hey, yeah, we're current in 2018. Remember that? Like, let's do a Fortnite dance or something like that. Like, I'm just glad nothing like that happened. <laughs> Fortnite dance. You know, no, like really though, like I'm glad there wasn't any sort of like current pop culture like references really made that I was aware of at least. Um not that it would have been like awful to see, but I'm just like, yeah, like you guys just stuck to your guns about the movie and just kept it, kept it a great, you know, superhero movie. And I think that'd be hard to do because 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 of animation, this movie takes years like to to make. So if they would make a reference, it would be outdated by the time it came That's out. True. You know, mm. yeah. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think this this movie hit hit a lot of really good points. I mean, uh, I, I think I think if if you were a parent, you would enjoy this movie a lot more, be because of like the themes of family, which you might be now, fourteen years later. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Fair. So so I think I think a lot of people who who have families really appreciated it. 
like uh, like one of our friends who who is who is a parent. Um, he he loved the whole idea when uh, when Mr. Incredible was was staying at home and uh, he was saying, "Oh, I'll, I'll watch the kids. How hard can it be?" And he was just like, "Ah, that's great." You know, like <laughs> because kids are because kids are hard. You know, like they're they're little they're little people, and you have to do a lot to keep them alive. And and, and as and according to him, all they want to do is just kill themselves. All they want to do is just run into stuff, eat stuff, grab stuff, do whatever they want. You teleport know. into other dimensions. Yeah, fight so, with teleport into other dimensions unless you give them num num cookie. You num know, num num cookie. You know, go out, do this, do that. Oh man, yeah. So he was just like, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> But uh, yeah, and, and I think, and I, again, like the, the the musical score. I mean, the action in this movie kicks off like that. That I love that big band with the blaring trumpets and everything on the strings. Like I I, I love that because too many like modern day movies are like it's like it's like it's like metal guitars yeah. or, or something. I just love that old school just orchestra band. Like I, I it just sounds so damn good. Like uh, towards the end of the movie where they're saving of uh, the, the cruise ship and, and you hear the music ramp up and ramp. And, and the theater we were in was like like I love when theaters are nice and loud with the audio and. Uh, and as the scene was ramping up, where where this ship is careening towards the city, like the like the orchestra and the and the brass got louder and louder. It was more brass, more trumpets, more trombone. It was louder and more French horns, and like and the strings were going crazy. And then when it was subsiding, it just went. Wah! And like, and it just stopped. And I was like, wow, that was really damn good. And I know it was like, holy crap. And every 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 like fight scene uh, and every every action piece had like like set music that just got you going. You know, yeah. Like even when uh, Jack Jack was fighting the raccoon, it was oh, just <laughs> it was so amped up. That's my favorite moment right there. That's like, the dude, greatest. love Jack Jack fighting the Fucking raccoon. Jack it was Jack. It, it, it was so, it was so like goddamn Hanna Barbera ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that it, it just fits all. Well. You're like, yeah, because they try to make these movies like somewhat real that we can buy into it. But you're like, wait a minute, yeah, this is the animation, of course, yeah. <laughs> of course, because the raccoon was like making a face, and I'm like, wait, what? What the hell? You're, like. What the that, hell are you? That scene was so much fun, but it took off for me when Jack Jack lights himself on fire and he's just throwing yep. the lawn chair. Oh, it's no. just like that <laughs> raccoon's nightmare, baby on fire, super strange. It's so fire. good. The raccoon's all tangled up and he's just like, oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> he's just like throwing the lawn chair, lawn, getting closer. He's like, ah, oh god! <laughs> the raccoon just freaking out. <laughs> so goddamn Hanna Barbera, like cartoonish. I yeah. loved it. Yeah, ridiculous. I, I would love um, if they end up flash forwarding in a future movie if like he's just like buddies with the raccoon. And that's like, that's like, his <laughs> it's, it's like his sidekick. It's, yeah. it's his animal sidekick. Yeah, exactly. And like the rest of the family is like, oh, I guess this is what we're doing now. Yeah. But no one's gonna no one's gonna <laughs> think, say anything. Okay, cool. All right, we're going along with it. It's got a raccoon for for sidekick. All right, cool. So good. Um, yeah, that would that for me was like it, it's just Pixar at its finest. It's ridiculous. It looked gorgeous. Like all those different powers, like going one after the other, just popping in and out, and like even like the, um, like the smallest detail of like how he like the effect of him going through glass, like they could have just yes. like had him go through and that was it, but they had those like little portals or like around his the or little whatever. warp effect. Yeah. yeah, it was really really cool. Him teleporting, him multiplying, like it was all very good. Yeah. Even when he like turns into putty, when the oh my gosh the thing is clawing at yeah. his face, so well done. I thought you meant when um. When they fill him with the lavender like foam that puts oh, fire. Yeah. Oh, out. <laughs> that's fun too. The the pudding so good. It, it, it's it's almost if they, like, they said our technology is so good now we're gonna put everything hard in animation into one character mm -hmm. and show it off in one scene oh, yeah. and it was so well so done. Good. Well, <laughs> computer computer graphics now we're kind of at that point where it's almost it's so close to being real. What you can get away with when you're doing like a stylized animation is so much more. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's got better yeah. resolution than real life soon. 
Here, here's a yeah, thing for you that's not in the show notes at all. It's just a question that just kind of dawned on me. Um, sure. You got to think about all the other Pixar movies. They're always testing something. Incredibles one, they were testing um, hair when it's wet. Monsters Inc. Mm. They were testing fur. Uh, uh, Finding Nemo. They were testing the underwater effect. Kind of all that stuff. What do you think they were testing in this movie? My patience. Like, fab. Your patience. Fab- I was just gonna hey. say. Boo. What? Patience. <laughs> Pages. That's a good Casey, pun. what were you going to say? I wish I thought of it. I said fabric. fabric. Yeah. Okay. They're like, their costumes look like costumes fine, but like this one was like, it's spandex. Like it's, there's a, t- there's like a feel to it, but all the other heroes have like different looks to them. And it's obvious that it's all made out of different stuff. Like some of them have like a plastic chest piece or it's like a, like a lycra cape. Like it's got a whole, Everything looks like you. If you grabbed it, it would feel different. Mm. Which just I, for a movie that's got stylized anatomy and stuff like that, it's it's odd that like you're like, wow, I I know what Frozone's like face mask would feel like and what his visor would feel like if I touched yeah, it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, also, the way they did uh, the camera body footage and stuff was mm. was pretty was really clever. Because it was like it's obviously film on film, but they they do it in that way where it's like it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. The angles are off, like because it it should be. They're static, you know, when the screen flickers in. How they did the flicker effect for the screenslaver, yeah. You know, the the backlighting when all the heroes are standing in a line, yeah. brainwashed, yeah. and the screen is behind us, yeah. You know. They, I feel like they did a lot of experimenting with all kinds of things I in think, this movie. That they're just like, you know what? We're on the top of our game. Let's do it. Yeah, I think they really nailed uh, having like dark scenes, like you mentioned, Casey. Um, especially with like screen uh, slaver when Miss Mrs. Incredible is like sneaking in, sneaking into his apartment, into his room, and like. And then when she fights, when him. she fights him. But like when she's first, like by the way, like fucking amazing scene in that whole movie I think is one of my favorites oh my god is when he's just yeah. standing there like looking at the door and like <laughs> I jumped <laughs> Cynthia it's jumped. so spooky like, everybody in the movie theater jumped because they're like oh fuck like what the hell <laughs> <laughs> like it was a scary movie for a second there you know what I mean? it, it, it was so unnecessary but so well done where she's like unlocking the door and he's just like standing there with his mask and everything yeah like dun dun, like just just like off in the background enough so you just see him through the darkness. There's and, and then when she opened the and then when she opened the door, they had the same like like frame and you saw that he wasn't there. Yeah, <laughs> spooky. They, and she's like walking through his apartment. There's something really spooky him. about like when they all get the like the glasses that's like hypnotizing them and like you see Mister Incredible just standing completely upright and like there's something just unsettling. Yeah. You see he's kind of aloof and he's kind of just like he never has perfect posture. And like all of them, perfect posture, ready to go kind of deal. Just like idle, not thinking, not moving, not even really breathing, just idle. And it's like, ooh. So it's like an invasion of the body snatchers, yeah. like children of the corn kind of thing. Yeah. It's just like, whoa. Anybody uh, freak out a little bit and want to take their 3D glasses off, by the way? Oh, no, you guys didn't do it. But like, yeah, really it was because she just kept slapping those glasses on, hypnotizing people. I was like, shit, my glasses are going to go. <laughs> I was so scared I took my regular glasses off. <laughs> oh, no, they're going to hypnotize me. <laughs> Let's talk about Screenslaver for a minute. The, the new villain. Um, how did you How did you like him, her? I the the villain, the villain. Uh, did anyone else notice she looks exactly like Megamind's yeah, girlfriend? Yeah, 
Just more See? tired. A little bit. <laughs> but uh, it was it was it was your like run by the numbers villain. Like you kind of you kind of knew who it was. Yeah. Um, it wasn't really a surprise. I mean, I know some people who who thought it was a, a surprise and it was a quote unquote nice twist. But I'm just like, uh, if you watch, if you pretty much pay attention to the agenda of this movie, you can kind of tell. Yeah. But uh, it was uh, it was an interesting concept. I thought the screen slaver and uh, and the screen slaver even had like a good um, like a, a good uh, monologue. You know, it's like you watch, like you you don't consume, you just watch. You know, you sit back and you just let things happen. And I was like, oh, interesting. That's kind of like uh, like a comment on the times we live in. You know, like where where like your people, you don't create content, you you consume it. It's like yeah, that was such an old person argument for me. It's like you goddamn hooligans, all you do is sit in front of that. You kids, all you do is play your Fortnites and your Nintendo <laughs> boxes, and <laughs> that, that, that's all you do. That was like for me. That was like kind of I think uh, Brad Bird showing his age a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and we're all gonna get there. It's just like, but but he's but but he's not wrong though. Yeah, right? But you know? like it's that's like, the thing. Is like, screensaver. We think he's not wrong because we're old as fuck. But like the kids are just like, it's not so bad. Just like we were like, it's not so bad. I can do other things. Mm, I swear. Yeah. I think it's just a generational thing where it's just like. Now that screens are before it was comic books, before screens were in every house. Now that those screens are in your house, it's that. And then you know, what in a generation or two, whenever they have freaking headsets in every house, it's going to be that. Yeah. Or whatever they're going to do. Absolutely. I think though, like the pizza. So, like, if you've seen, like, if you're watching this or you're listening to this, you've probably seen The Incredibles. Um, mm-hmm. I knew right when I saw her that that she was like going to be the main villain. I didn't know necessarily she's going to be screen slaver right away until mm-hmm. I saw like, Oh, like she's super technology savvy. I was like, that's, that's definitely yeah. her. However, the pizza boy <laughs> that she hired and that mask, like I said earlier, like that was a scary, like that, yeah. if that was never like another person, right? Like if that was just one character in any movie, I don't care what it is. Like that's a scary fucking movie. Like dude, there's like the fucking like Sub Zero mask going on. Yeah, like, or like yeah. the like a little bit. Bane. And his yeah. his whole yeah. apartment is like a a scene out of a Saw movie. Yeah, dude, seriously, and especially the part where like uh, he she gets into the cage and it's all screens. Yeah. Like that was incredible. Even on the that roof. was amazing. Even on the yeah, that what? on the roof, Sergio, <laughs> it was what. But forced. Hey. <laughs> But yeah, all the antennas that she had to like walk through, like all the cables that are coming through. I'm like, oh man, this is a creepy ass place. I was like, but part of me is like, I kind of hope I have an apartment like that one day. Yeah, <laughs> and I love the whole like, I love the whole like, 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 like Arkham gameplay she had to go through with her little device to find yeah. it. Like that was that was so great. Like, it's like because you have to do that in Arkham to find certain things, get the radar device, and find out where the signal's coming from. And you're like, like, oh, I heard that Batman guy's on the loose again. Oh, we'll get him when he comes over. You know, and it's just like you're like, where, 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 where are these mooks talking? And you're like, and then you, you go, you just collide over. But her, she's like a lasting going. I'm like, oh, Arkham, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Nice. As I was watching that scene, I kind of tried to envision what Mister Incredible would do in that scenario, and just like visualizing him sneaking around it just is way funnier than like her it's like stealth master over there we are the podcast that picked hellboy as our stealth expert for a golden (laughs) very very fair i didn't he would just punch right through he's like oh this is the building all right this building's coming down here we go go. and to be fair it it would would have killed the pizza they go you're supposed to be stealth and he goes he's going like what they didn't see it coming well, ah. Yeah, fair. Touche, touche. Um, and, and, and it didn't make the fight between uh, Elastigirl and Screen Slaver a lot more like perilous because yeah. she has her stretch power. She's not actually super strong. 
or whatever. So she had to like really fight him off. So like I, I thought I thought that was really good. You know, her going off into her adventures was was good because she doesn't have Mr. Incredible strength. She has a stretch power, but she's not like as as impenetrable and as invincible. Because if you throw him into certain situations, you're like, ah, oh, he's fine. That's fine. He's totally fine. Like, you know, you can throw him like under a wheel or something or, or like in front of a ship or whatever. He's really fine. He has a strength. Mm. But with her, you're like, oh, she can actually get damaged here. Like, like how far can she stretch? So yeah. you kind of feel that, that that mortal peril when she's doing her thing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the, the only issue, like, I, I had with it was when, when Mr. Incredible was, was home, like, he was, he was just struggling as his, like, bad dad and his kids were, like, these, like, badass kids. I was, I was annoyed at one point with the kids because they just weren't listening to him. He had no control over it whatsoever. It seemed like he didn't know his kids and he didn't know how to dad. Well, he, and he, I was just like, he didn't, and I was because up until that point, he worked all day. Yeah, he, he worked all day, but but uh, I was talking to uh, a friend of the podcast, uh, Oberon Star, and uh, my buddy Joel about it. Like like you, you have parents who do work nine to fives, but they still know their kids. They still can parent. They still aren't as inept as Mister Incredible was, and he was really inept. I mean, at the end of the first movie, if you watch it back, like he okay, in the first Incredibles, it was a lot about him, and he was trying to find uh, the void in his heart, which was being a superhero, and he wasn't really looking at his family, and it was really up to Elastigirl to fill that role, and she really did, and she was really frustrated when she was like, "Bob, you're not stepping to the plate." But at the end of the movie, they came together as a family, and that void in his heart was was filled not by going out by himself and being. Mr. Incredible and reliving those glory days like, you know, some jock who got older. He's like, oh, I used to be the star quarterback. No, like now it's like, oh, my, my family is it. My family is, is is my heart and that fills the void in my heart. And like he loved that. His his kids were getting really good with his powers. He loved how fast his bars were running. He loved how, how Violet was really like her, her bubbles were becoming more stronger. It could protect the entire family. Uh, even in this one too, like uh, uh, when, when they when they stopped the Underminer and, and Violet put him in a bubble, like he was like laughing like, oh, we're so great together. Yeah. And, uh, and it looked like, you know, they had some team cohesion. I was just like, all right, I thought the whole movie was going to be all of them together using their powers, um, you know, to, to their full effect and as a family. And for the most part of it, it was Elastigirl doing it, which which I said was compelling. But at the same time, like, Mr. Credible was at home being this, like, stupid male jackass. And, and his kids were just being these badass little kids. And I'm just like, what happened to the family thing in the beginning of this movie? And at the end of the movie, he had his character arc in the first one came to fruition where he realized it was his family that was giving him that fulfillment. And in this one, it's like that was thrown out of the window. He's like, nah, I don't care about that lesson. Like, I still want to be the guy. And I'm like, wait, what, what, why? He, he learned that in the first one. And in the beginning of this movie, he showed that he had that. And he was loving it. I, I I just I just just don't agree with him being like as bad of a dad as he was, even though he had a nine to five. I don't know, like, you know? I, I and, think and he me, and he it, wasn't as encouraging to Elastigirl. He was like like a dick in the beginning. Where he was like, oh Elastigirl, like, oh honey, you'll be great. Huh. I'm just like, wow, dude. Yeah, what the fuck? Like he was he was pretty just like <laughs> there were so many times where he was walking on eggshells with what he was saying, and it was just like I cringe. I was like, don't say it, Bob. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, yeah, and like I don't know, they they, they made him like too much of a slob, and like I get the whole math thing. Yeah. Like I have a friend who's who, who's a teacher, yeah. and the whole and like, like that that was pretty funny because because uh, you know they, they they did change math and do it in a different way, and a lot of parents were upset about that all over America because it's like why do they change math? It's it's done a certain way. Like what the hell? So so him not getting that and being frustrated, and then that tiny arc of him actually sitting down and learning it. Like I thought that was really good, and that and that was real. But the whole like he didn't know how to handle his kids or. He he didn't know what they were about and how to deal with him was it's like what like when did he become this oafish slot and then he grew like a five o'clock shadow and he was like drooling and shit i was like what the hell 
Like, why is he so inept right now? This this doesn't make make sense. But uh, it probably it probably resonates a lot better with uh, with people who have experienced fatherhood. Um, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I I liked it for what it's yeah. worth. I feel like him him struggling, like su- su- being a superhero comes so easy for him, but when he's put in the role as a stay-at-home dad where he is still a hero to his family, <laughs> you know, it's it's an uphill battle. But, I mean, he gets it together. I mean, he's got a handle on the whole Jack-Jack thing. It just puts him, like, all the way exhausted. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's also a lot of new stuff, like... Like, things he's never encountered. Like, Violet's never acted this way before because she's never been let down by a guy. Um, Dash is mostly fine and laid back. It's just, you know, he's frustrated by that he's not able to teach his son something when his entire life he's been able to show his son everything well, under the sun. You gotta how to figure too, powers, like, how to play sports, Bob is like pretty that. good at math, you have to assume. He probably crunched a lot of numbers when he's doing that whole insurance thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even like, you know, something where he thought he was good at and now they changed it on him. Now he sucks at it. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's so good. It's interesting. I did like uh, uh, Violet's her her story work and how she was she was progressing and becoming coming a teenager. Like the whole story with the boy. Like I thought that was really good. Yeah. Especially what when when she was when she was invisible and she walked through to get the ice cream out of the fridge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought that was great. I was like, oh, you poor because I, I like Pixar is so good. You can't see her face or her emotion, but you felt for her. <laughs> like like you saw her clothes hunched over. You couldn't see her face or her hands, but like you were like, oh, poor poor little deer. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like getting get the, the the the, the the, the ice cream out of the fridge and the spoon and just like just like sulking through just see her shirt just walking through because because the boy can remember her because uh, the, the memory got erased I was like haha it's so good conveying that emotion yeah but uh yeah I just I just I mean it was it, it was all right for the most part but like whenever it cut back to that it's just like and now back to bad heterosexual dad I was like wow okay <laughs> let's uh let's do this yeah I don't know like it made yeah. sense for me why he was such a sh- uh, shitty dad at first. He was just out of his element, plain and simple. Um, he he thought he like he thought he was Mister Incredible. He went in kind of you know bold, and he had to. You have to sometimes you have to fail to succeed. And you at, at the end of it, all of his kids are alive. They're all still a family unit. The house is relatively in one one piece. Yeah, I mean, also let's be honest. If we didn't have this whole story of Mister Incredible, like really struggling we wouldn't have gotten maybe the two funniest things in the whole movie where just frustrated he calls over lucas and he's like well i just can't keep giving him cookies (laughs) (laughs) which killed but for me the best thing in the entire movie like i said before is when he just is so defeated he's like i need edna to babysit my child for like a little while yeah and she becomes so enthralled with the baby and he's just laying on the couch just like yeah, sleeping. Okay. So good. So good. <laughs> I love when he goes to to pick up Jack Jack later, and he's walking exactly like her. The My same Edna, oh, so, so good, so good, so classic. Um, ah uh, man. Real quick, favorite returning character. Frozone. Hands down, dude. It's like it's like they it's like they buffed it. It was like it's like Incredibles patch comes out, yeah. and you read the patch notes. Frozone has been buffed. It's like oh god, dude. Like that scene in the house where uh where where, where all of the, the new supers come over and they're all under the mind control, and Frozone comes. He's like yeah, you know they told me to come over too and check on the kids. It's fine. Yeah, they want you to come too. Yeah, sure, I'll bring them over. And he tries to close the door, and they're like no. And he's like 
All right, here we go. And he handles all Last of them. Small back. He just freezes them all in dude, one shot. Yeah. He handles all. He freezes them all in one shot. They bust out, and then he handles them all individually with all their powers coming at him. I was like, "Yo, Frozone got a buff." And he was so <laughs> damn good. Holy crap! Oh my god, dude. He and, and even like, I love, I love how even the beginning of the movie, like Mister Incredible, is is a fan of him. Like uh, when when they're like when when he and Elastigirl are, are rescuing the train, and he comes out of nowhere, he's like, "Frozone, yeah." yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey. Love it, and they do it every time he shows up. <laughs> it's so good. Like, everybody gets excited when Frozone walks into oh, the yeah. room. Even the kids are like, "Hey, <laughs> it's Lucius!" Yeah, and Sam Jackson, "What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> How you little bastards doing?" And it's just like, "Yeah, it's so good." But definitely Frozone. I, I think, uh, and not only that, but like he was, he was like the voice of reason. He he had heart. You know, he he was able to talk to Mr. Incredible and, and kind of like be his center. Like even in the first movie too, where he where, where they were just like in the car, just staked out talking. He was just like, "Hey, man, I mean, it's okay to be normal now." And he's just like, "No, dude, why don't we? Why don't we just for once do what we're telling our wives <laughs> and say we're going bowling?" <laughs> it's so good. It's so he's such a good friend and uh, and, and, a, and a good good gardener of the kids. I love when like the incredible the, the incredible car comes in and he's and he's 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 fighting off all these new supers and he's taking care of the kids and he puts on the automated uh, voice more like incredible car open windows incredible car say your names and uh, they all they're like oh uh uh, uh, uh violet oh uh, 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 and, and then he gets taken over and they're like oh god oh okay oh that's why he did it uh, yeah. incredible car get us out of here I was like yo even he knew it would yeah. happen uh, he's so good. So, so good. Uh, Casey. Uh, Edna is my favorite returning character, but I think Sergio makes such a, a case oh, for Frozone that I, <laughs> I almost want to change my <laughs> yeah. answer. Um, but no, I, I think Edna just steals the entire show. I, from just... From the scene where it opens up and it's like, Elastigirl's costume is designed by Garbacci? <laughs> so horrifying. It's just... Just so, like, devastated. And even at the end, the last time we see her, she's like, I want exclusive rights to you, your wife, Frozone, your family, in perpetuity forever. And I'm like, yes! Because <laughs> you know what? She doesn't do that shit nope. for free. That's right. She's built an empire mm-hmm. on these people. And, you know, I just love it. Her whole interaction with Jack-Jack, just everything about her showing up again was perfect. If they didn't have her in it, I would have been so devastated. But there, there's no doubt about... Frozone, I mean, he's important to not just the action, but the main plot, because he's also the guy who introduces them to the the Devers. Because he's yeah. first of all, he's the he gets away from the police because yep. he's that slick on yep. the ice. Yeah, he's the first one that that the Devers come to. Um, he he pushes them both to do it. I mean, he he's a great motivator. He saves the kids. He saves the boat. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the real hero of the story. But, but yeah, no, Edna's uh, a barrel laughs a ton of fun. I just love the little side bit that she has. Um, but yeah, that's it. Pretty, pretty cut Jason. and dry for me. Rick Dicker, just because he's different from the other two characters <laughs> in his name. Uh, and also, it's a, it's a different guy course. this time. <clears throat> Is it a different voice actor? Yeah, it was uh, the old voice actor died before oh, he no could record anything. He died in February of this year. Oh, wow. 14 years, a long the, the time. The new guy is Jonathan Banks, uh, and you might recognize that name from Breaking Bad fame. Okay. Or Better Call Saul fame. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or even... Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. He's yeah. Mike. Yeah. Okay. But um, no, he's just an awesome He's yeah. just an awesome guy, and he's like he's got their backs all the time, but he also is is that man who, if you mess with him, like he can 
he can tear your whole world down. You know what I mean? Like he's a good guy, mm-hmm. you know, but he's also, I don't know. He could be, he can be necessarily bad if he wanted to. He just doesn't choose to do it. You kind of sound like him right now with being sick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also of Buckaroo Banzai fame. <laughs> he was in there. That's for you, Serge. All right. I let's see the cringe. Let's not. Uh, my favorite reoccurring Ugh. character um, was probably Jack Jack. Fucking love Jack Jack. Most of my favorite scenes had him involved in some way, shape, or form. Giant baby Jack giant. Jack. I thought for sure when he turned into a giant baby and they gave him a cookie, he was going to combine powers and go giant yeah. monster. Yeah. But he didn't. I was like, oh, maybe, maybe in number three, he'll learn that trick. Giant baby. Um, but Frozone is definitely like a close second. Like they're like I had the same reaction as, as Surge when he's like sitting there and he's just like freezing everything so effortlessly. He's multitasking, like saving the kids, bringing down the bad guys, just trying to stall, make sure they're protected. It was just impressive. He does way more in this movie. He can freeze salt water. What yeah, the fuck? That's, <laughs> that's so cool. Um, I think what's what's just like the most interesting is like. Just the evolution of Frozone too. Like in movie one, he just did the Iceman all over the place. Essentially. And even the beginning of movie two did that. Uh but yeah, Jack Jack. Favorite new character. Real quick, go. Ooh. Um Void. Yeah. Void. Because she's got she's got Blink's powers. No, the Crusher guy. <laughs> you want me to because uncrush? What if? Will you punch? Would I tell you to unpunch? What would you do? That he killed only me. knows oh how to God, crush one way. So did, did you see who voiced uh, crush, Crusher, Casey? No. Phil Lamar. Was it? Yeah. Really? Wow. None other than Phil Lamar. That's funny. I would say the uh, the old guy, uh, the uh, the uh, gut, the, uh, the the gut. Oh god, what was his <laughs> name? Acid reflux. Yeah, the a- acid reflux. Yeah, yeah. Is so yeah. stupid. Such a stupid power. But it's he so reminded me of uh, Gran Torino from My Hero Academia. If you guys have ever seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. The, uh, yeah. yeah. You're right, Jason. Uh, no, I, I really did like the the Void Girl. You know how she can. Wait. Just she's got Portal. She plays Portal in real life. That's working with portals. <laughs> nice. It was also the um, what's her name? The chick from One Tree Hill did the voice. Sophia Bush. Yeah, Sophia Bush. Man, you are like a living IMDb. Yeah, yeah I'm, on, I'm on my game. Sophia Bush. Sentient Metroville. The other thing I said, on my game. Uh, <laughs> the other thing I said. I want to say the raccoon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on. He's fucking great. He's fucking... If they don't, if they don't make a Jack Jack and Raccoon like together, oh, like plush toy or something like that, in like, the next, like, like, come on, I want to see that short in front of Toy Story Four or something, like anything. Yeah, yes. just that Jack Jack and the Raccoon Part Two. Jack Jack and the Raccoon. Um, I did really like. I can't remember his name. Like, um, the 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 Screenslaver's brother. Can't remember his name right now. Oh, Winston, Winston Dever. I really liked him. B- but yeah. or, or, or just Bob yeah. Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Looks man. just like just, him. Like, who Frank doesn't like Bob Odenkirk? Like, come on. Let's be serious. Yeah. He's so good. Like, his voice is so good. His mannerisms. So just, just, and his yeah. character design was such a red herring, too, because he's, like, slick and he's fast talking. You're like, oh, you're the bad guy. You're absolutely the bad yeah. guy. Also, you can, if you listen, the screen slaver's voice. Oh, is, is it really? Voice. I didn't even see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's got a little bit of a distort and an echo, but it's, it's That's him. That's cool. I'm pretty That's sure. Cool. Um, yeah. And also, that would be like such a, and like even who ended up being the screensaver was such a departure from Syndrome, too. 
Mm. That that was yeah. Really fresh. I, I thought it, originally I thought it was going to be both of them working together. I, that occurred to me too. You know, like how he's the face of the company and she's the behind yeah. the scenes. He's the face of the villain and she's the behind the scenes. Mm. But it worked out good yeah. anyway. Uh, it was. It was I mean, it was. It was pretty apparent. Like when 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 they were arguing very quickly about uh, about like th- how their parents died or whatever, and how she she thought, oh, should, shouldn't have relied on supers. All right, we're not going to talk about this now. It's like it's her. Yep. Yeah. Catherine yeah. Keener. Like, it's totally her. Forty year old version. Yep. It's, it's especially when uh, when she and Elastigirl were talking to each other about like uh, about like capitalism and sales yeah. and what's what's better and stuff like that. I was just like, hmm, what an interesting right? side like conversation for adults that kids are tuning out to right, right now. I'm like, it's totally her. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. Okay. She was she was also just too cool. <coughs> like yeah. she just like she was very like too relaxed, well, composed, relaxed. Just like was all, she knew she was the smartest person in the room. There's this confidence to her. <laughs> Um. So I, yeah. Um. Ultimately, I'm glad it was her. Final thoughts. Was this worth worth the wait? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with that, we're just about time for our secret question. It's weird without Dave. It's, not so, it's, it's, it's better without Dave. It's so I'm glad weird. everybody was thinking <laughs> at the same time. It's so weird without Dave. <laughs> um, so tonight we talked about uh, The Incredibles, too. We talked about uh, what we really liked, uh, maybe some missed marks, may, uh, some of the messaging behind it, um, and maybe some things we agree and disagree with. Um, my secret question tonight is, if you were in The Incredibles... What would your name be, and what superpower would you have? I'm going to give you all the minutes. Let that sink in. My original mm. secret question is, what do you want to see in Incredibles 3? But we talked the shit out of that. So, this is what we got. Hmm. And we're going to start tonight with Jay's Mac. Well, you just, you just said my hero name. That would be my hero name right there. Jack. Yeah. Really? That's easy. Well, so let me, let me put like let me put like an asterisk on there. It cannot be your name for the show. Oh man, that's I was just gonna do that. cheating. TV's case <laughs> right after criticizing. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, you can start with your power if you want and see if a name comes I'm out of there. Spending so much time thinking about my fucking name now. Um. <laughs> it's Superman. Like saying, like, <laughs> It's like it's like saying don't think of pink elephants and that's all you can think of are oh. pink elephants. Oh no, damn it! Then yeah, the right. would be pink elephant. We're elephants on parade. Elephants <laughs> They're on dancing. Parade. Not again. Not again. <laughs> oh man, my yeah. superhero name chat <laughs> would be yeah. Edward. Yeah, the God damn it. Okay. And that's all from Jay. Hanging up his call. Some people wait a lifetime. <laughs> From chat room to everyone just be Jack Jack. He has all the powers. Jack Jack. All that's the powers. cheating. Just have all that's powers. That's cheating. It's also cheating. another question. Um, well, Jason Max thinking about that. We're going to move over to TV's Casey, who so confidently has been giving him flack over there. Well, I'm going to be honest. I was going to go with TV. I know you are. And you then... can't go for with Radio Jones ah, either. Son of a bitch. No, no way. Um, and the original bit would have been I would use the screen slavers technology for good. Hey. 
It's a good follow-up legacy thing. On the other hand, I could also have my favorite superpower, which is time control. Mm-hmm. And I would be called the Clock Stopper. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I've thought about this. Uh, was that a movie? A lot. Like, like, a, like a Nickelodeon movie? It was. There's a movie Clock called Clock Stoppers. Yeah. But... But the way my power would work, it would be like Goldo from Dragon Ball. Oh, my God. Hold my breath. Like 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's great. Yeah. Time freeze. Time. <laughs> <laughs> no, can, can it just be the clock blocker? The clock, blo- yeah, clock, clock blocker. Yeah, Damn it. That's, that's, that's closer to what I was going to do. I want to be God. clock block. Yeah. That's no, so good. Uh, Serge. Oh, man, spicy take. Since uh, since if we're going with the agenda of this movie, I would probably be stupid hetero man. Um, so, oh, come on. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. But uh, no, I would. Uh, my powers would be uh, Earth powers that came to Earth bending, uh, and my name would be Eruption. Eruption. Oh, Boom. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> All right. And the only reason why it's probably not Eruption is because Iraq was already in Ready Player One. E Eruption, yep. get it? Ah. Um, all right, so I'm going to change yeah. mine. Then I'm going to be water bending. I'm going to be the wetness. <laughs> the wetness. <laughs> ah, yes, we meet again in the wetness. Or the the moist madman. Yeah, the moist, the moist yeah, man. The moist man. Uh, I wish I was thinking of things while Jason was thinking of things instead of wondering who to go to next. Um, I guess I would go with um power suit. Flight ring, force fields, energy blast. A little too on the nose. Corporate sponsorships. <laughs> Corporate, Corporate sponsorships. All the way. The most powerful of powers. <laughs> uh, Adorable I, robot I would sidekick. Love to have, I'd love to just like control all kind of technology. That's always been something that I've really like kind of like, like ever since Heroes when I saw, what's his name? Micah. The little kid. Micah yeah. just like take all the money out of an Dude, ATM machine. I, I think I was about that like, every time I get cash out of an ATM machine. I know. <laughs> me too. I'm like, if I could touch talk to this ATM, I could have it turn off the camera and give me all the cash, and I would be okay. <laughs> um, and I would probably be called. What would I be called? Ooh, I don't know. Naming things is always the worst. That's like when you're whatever you're like playing city heroes and you like made your character and it's like uh, oh, fuck i gotta name them and you just hit like, like to two hours like designing them and you're like damn it what's the name now <laughs> yeah you're just like fuck you hit the random like name generator until you find something that's like somewhat kind of cool <laughs> cyberdyne and then you're just like <laughs> where's that yeah. from again terminator the terminator i'll be called the terminator I'll how about wrecknickel support <laughs> That's so good. That's pretty good. Support. That's pretty good. That's what we're doing. That's that's what it is. It's that. I love it. It's that. And with that, it's a million degrees in here. So we're gonna end the show on the high note. I want to go ahead and thank everyone for tuning on in uh, tonight. Uh, This has been issue number one hundred and forty-nine. Wow. Wow. Fifty. Yeah. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. Um, I want to go ahead and and. Just go real quick. I know I didn't do this last week, and I want to apologize, but I want to go ahead and thank Ocon. I want to thank uh, Snipes for coming in. I want to thank Rutu for coming on in. Uh, I saw a couple other people in there just kind of on um, on uh, lurking mode. Shout gamers. Good to see you. Uh, and remember, if you want to join in on the, on the conversation at any point, 
We do this pretty much every Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on twitch.tv slash badcoyotefunky. Uh, to give you guys a little taste, a little preview of what's coming up on the next episode, we're going to be talking Jurassic World Fallen, Fallen Kingdom. Is that the subtitle? Yep, that's a stupid name of this movie. That's a real fun. We're just going to call it Jurassic World, World 2, 2. Another Lost World. Electric Boogaloo. Yep. That's what we're going with. Um, we're also going to be talking about Luke Cage Season 2. So we're going to have the Back to the Double Whammy episode. It's going to be great. It's going to be a good time. Uh, so good. So good. So good. Uh, and if you want to get in touch with us at any point or you want to see what uh, what else we're up to besides the podcast, you can go ahead and follow us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. If you want to catch up on older episodes, they're all up on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and remember, we'll see you next time or we will see you another time.